Hi and welcome to our first podcast on Africa's Truth. Today's topic is cultural appropriation in the arts and entertainment industry. And Izzy and I have invited two amazing esteemed guests, Siobhan and Tutu, to join us in this discussion. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, I think it might be helpful if we first define what cultural appropriation is. Okay. Um, as far as like what I looked up earlier, this isn't like word for word definition, but essentially it's like taking a cu- taking a culture, taking an idea from somewhere where it originates from, mm-hmm. and then you're not not you're using it but not acknowledging its origin. Yeah. So that, I would that's agree. yeah. So it's kind of like to a degree taking it out of its context, but then you're bring you're putting no reference to it. Almost, almost capitalizing off someone else's culture without having the general awareness and understanding of the culture in the first place. And then it's kind of, I feel like when it, especially in the fashion industry, the reason why it's wrong, it's seen as wrong when they do stuff like that is because they also don't include someone from that ethnicity, from that race, from that gender or whatever, who would understand and know like the in-depth meaning of each, I don't know, symbol or whatever. So they don't really give appreciation to the people they just kind of take it steal it and then use it for their own gain exactly yeah i mean what do you guys think about this um turmoil that's hit beyonce's new um visual i mean jeremy talking about this before that's 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 my question where do you draw the line with cultural appropriation because if i travel and i see something and it becomes my inspiration then do i have to go back and tell you each and every place I but if it's really your inspiration wouldn't you want to like research further and understand more i think like joan and i were talking about this the other day i feel like the issue we kind of had with beyonce doing this whole thing was the fact that she was culturally appropriating a culture that she doesn't actually understand because yes, she is African-American, but out of the research that she gained from this trip to Africa, she's kind of categorized all Africans as the same kind of individual through the like information she's relaying. And therefore she's kind of, she's kind of capitalizing off African culture that she doesn't actually understand herself and she doesn't appreciate or like follow herself. Um, but then there is the case of, as a black role model, Beyonce is looked up to, especially by white people and by black people as a black role model in society. Um, she was definitely advised to kind of do a positive thing and kind of shine insight into the African society and African life full stop. But it was just the way she went around it just showed a little bit of a lack of research and a lack of awareness. It was just very much stereotype. It just felt like it was very on the surface. It didn't really feel like, I don't know, for me, just watching it, I was literally like, seriously, again, it was just kind of like, we've seen this whole narrative a thousand times, come on. But what if Not that's her thing. culture though? Because really her Africanness is on the surface. Like she's. Mm-hmm. Deeply. like she can't do you get like she can't give us what she doesn't have mm-hmm. you what I, mean? like, I don't know but, mm, but this is a thing what? like so it's like where do you even start where do you stop? Draw the line? no i agree i agree completely i think it's a tricky one because at the end of the day beyonce is black like she is african she she shows she's african and mm. 
everyone respects her for that and appreciates the fact that she is black but at the end of the day like there are certain things like for example I can use myself as an example I am definitely ignorant to a lot of my culture and I am African I am black I am South American but I am very ignorant to a lot of my culture because I haven't actually been raised in that environment myself so for someone to come to me and say look you this is a hypothetical situation because obviously I'm not like an idol or a role model but if I was um and someone maybe a white person came up to me and they were like listen like a lot of white people respect you as the black individual you are I think you should do a film or a series on Nigeria or Guyana and I said yes the Mm -hmm. fact that I haven't actually I'm still ignorant to my own culture and part of my own culture means that I'm not necessarily the best person to be that role model but because for society's sake and for um, what sells and business-wise I probably am because I'm kind of educated through a through the kind of system that the society understands do you, mm-hmm. want, do you get me and this, at that point you just call someone that probably knows a lot more about it as like to like consolidate with them do you know what yeah I mean? Yeah, but then I I guess it's like a never-ending cycle because Beyonce was chosen as this role model because the whole of America understands Beyonce because she is American. Whereas if they had gone deep into Africa, into the village and found someone who would definitely know how to portray where they come from because that is where they are from through and through, the American society wouldn't be able to understand it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, respect it in the same way as they would respect something coming from Beyonce so it's kind of this cultural appropriation through your own culture that is never going to end in terms of business um yeah well for me I I might not articulate this perfectly because um there are a few gaps in the things I do know about this um one of them one of them is this whole Beyonce thing I've only seen ideas of it so I didn't necessarily watch the video I just so okay people talking about Beyonce something and I see like the cover photo and it's like it just looks like Africa you'd see in a textbook that they're talking about um one thing that might be an issue that people find is it's not directly representative of I mean what we actually know as Africa because firstly Africa is way too diverse and it's way too many things in itself um even aside that one to bring it back to like cultural appropriation I think this example might give some sort of like curiosity to kind of like look at the whole thing. So earlier I was looking at um, cultural appropriation and like ways in which people have done it. So it's essentially, how do you do it? Um, How should you go about it? How should you not go about it? And essentially it's um, looking, when, when you're looking at cultural appreciation, which is what you should do, you're looking to, give back to a culture that you're taking from so how it works is exchange so it's i'm taking something or i'm learning whichever way you address it whichever way you go about it and in that sense they benefit as well so one thing that they would do is be representative at first so if you're representing africa which is just a hard thing to do i would say you need like a few bodies and you don't make it seem like this is those few bodies you speak to or have representing or just Africa, 
but then at least it's like an idea. So you you represent that, okay, these are a few different bunches of people, a few different bunch of people. And in that, I, I wouldn't say you should make yourself the face or kind of like the center around it because that just puts you like in a sticky situation. But um, like this guy I was looking up, um, Oscar Metzavat, basically what he did was he went to... Um, into the Amazon rainforest on some research for his like, collection and everything. And how he went about it that did seem to sit right with people was, um, firstly, he gave back to the people. Um, so this is the Ashanika tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, he built a school for them. They get um, royalties of everything that he kind of designs. Um, pertaining them and he kind of like directly works with them and it's not in the sense that oh he takes one of their prints and says okay yeah i'm taking their print directly and putting on my clothes no he makes reference to it and makes it known that yeah it's exactly directly from these people that have gotten this idea so i guess it all ties into how much you're giving back how much you're letting the thing represent itself and you know kind of like the, the benefits in both ways yeah i completely agree i feel like that's that's such a good point because i think there's such a fine line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation and um what ethnicity is oscar what ethnicity is that guy that you were talking about i didn't check but then he's he's white he's white yeah he's not traditional british or something right okay so it's um because that's interesting because that's a really acknowledging response from a white person and it's like crediting the fact that these are coming from traditional these exact people and I'm not taking complete profits even though you are profiting and you are slightly capitalizing off African culture you're not completely profiting because you are crediting the people that and the source of where your money's coming from but it's interesting because there would be black people in society who don't feel the need to credit the same people as they would see themselves as black but then is that cultural appropriation because you are black but if i if i stole a print from so and so tribe if i stole the hair from fulani fulani tribe but i'm black does that mean i'm culturally appropriating or is it cultural appreciation sorry because i am black so is it does it depend on the color of your skin whether you're culturally appropriating or appreciating or not um, I don't think it should depend on the color of your skin, really. Um, I think it yeah. always has to tie back to the roots of where the, I, the original item or original reference or idea is being referenced from. I, that, that's right. how I feel about it. Yeah. Would, but with the example you get, like, because you're black, it's seen as okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's, that's kind of the point I was trying to touch on, is the fact that if I went to visit the Fulani tribe and I came back with the hairstyle, I wouldn't necessarily be expected to credit where I got the hairstyle from because I am black in society's eyes. Although I completely agree with your, with your um, point of it not, it shouldn't depend on the color of your skin. I feel like it is less so culturally appropriating if you are already black for some reason in society and you get away with a lot more cultural appropriation being black than if you weren't black. That was kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Do you guys think the role is of um, 
because Beyonce didn't do this thing alone, like the same way she did um, the gift. I I saw some people that posted as if to suggest that they were involved in the making of this thing because she's not someone that does a one man job. And these are Nigerians that are, you know, within our like our reach, our circle. These are people that do understand the culture. I mean, they had a seat at the table, and this thing still came out the way it did. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. how then it's like okay it is their culture now so can you call the whole thing cultural appropriation i mean mm. i don't know i feel like it seems like the attitude behind what you're doing is the issue but it's like you can't obviously nobody knows what's in your head like no. i think i think what made this whole thing sticky is kind of like the stereotypical idea that you kind of pushed i think well, one thing I read earlier um, was a re- was making reference along the lines of culture is fluid, so it's never the textbook thing you know. Mm-hmm. But then, what, like I said, I did not watch the Beyonce video, but getting an idea of it, maybe an idea, maybe something that people have an, a problem with is you're still, Africa is still being portrayed as super cultural, like super, super cultural, when in reality, it actually not really. It actually not is anymore. I mean, it's cool to bring attention to how much how much culture there is and the potential to know more about the cultures of Africa. But then putting it as a front forefront of what Africa is, that might be something people don't even directly know they have an issue with. Like like I'll explain it this way. So basically, I'm Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I speak Yoruba, and I understand a few of the traditions but you don't see me wearing my Yoruba attire every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am Yoruba, I'm Nigerian, I'm African. So probably the issue people have is it's probably not even properly representative of modern day anymore because you Mm -hmm. don't actually see, if you go to Lagos, Lagos is a Yoruba staple. You don't see like everybody in um, Lagos wearing Agbada, um, Gele. And like the Yoruba traditional attires steady as you would see them steady in um, the video or in a video trying to represent Africa. It's interesting though because I feel with that it's all down to the colonialism of Africa like the westernized fashion and the kind of lack of traditional fashion in Africa and the lack of culture in quotations if you'd want to put it that way is due to how the continent was colonialized like the western influences came to africa so if anything it's showing it's showing more of an appreciation by picking and choosing the kind of deeper and more traditional attires from africa rather than actually displaying what everyone wears every day but obviously that is controversial think, because at yeah. the end of the day this is how it is now so the whole thing is just very sensitive reading yeah yeah what do you what do you think about cultural appreciation in arts and architecture and like other practically other parts of um design i don't think i feel like a lot of architects do culturally appropriate but i don't think it's in in a negative way because of the nature of architecture it being so much so that you know you kind of understand and you know these like um i don't know terminology but you know these like um styles or like these 
architectural, like traditional classical Italian design, you know, in, you know the ins and outs of it. So you can't really, they're not culturally appropriating negatively. They're kind of appreciating when you, because you understand the building and the like, how it's built and the methods and like why these materials are used. So I wouldn't say architecture, I would say architects are experts in culture appropriating, but appreciating, not in a negative way. I feel like they're cultural, they are definitely experts in cultural appropriation, but also appreciating the, um, what's the word, the like usefulness and the utility of materials and aesthetics. Um, but if you actually think about it, like I can speak for the UK, the UK actually has no real culture of its own. Things like fish and chips originated in Belgium that we claim as an English and a British thing. And um, buildings um, literally our only kind of sculptural form that we could probably claim as our own are gargoyles. But every other building was kind of built as a mimic of something in France or, pa or Paris or Italy or just places all over. Like yeah. historically, England and the United Kingdom have kind of stolen cultures. So we're kind of the experts in general of cultural appropriation through art and archite architecture in museums, everything. Um, so architecture though. Trying to do modern architecture in Africa, solutions that don't even work. Your yeah. thermal conditions are worse the more you use glass, but because cleaners, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, I think architecture But nobody criticizes us for doing that. Do you get what I mean? Well, exactly. Because I feel like what, what we need to do in Africa is take, okay, so like take ancient ancient civilization ancient african civilizations like timbuktu and like the mosque in mali i don't know how to pronounce the name so i'm not going to try but like they were built out of clay entirely out of clay and it works for them they're able to refurbish they're able to keep on building and keep on expanding on it what africans need to do is i feel like a lot of architecture in nigeria for example is very much just like copied from the western world and it doesn't really suit us. Like we can build, we can use the materials that we that we have. We can understand our architectural styles and then add in these new technologies and and evolve in them instead of just trying to like copy, trying to keep up to date. We need to like create our own identity, create our own like mark instead of just mm. copying. So I think I'm Friends, real quick, there's a guy so for the podcast, people, um, Francis Kerry. He's the reason I wanted to study architecture. Oh. So incredible the things that you can do with a community. Use five thousand yeah. dollars to build it. Firstly, one thing that we need to like acknowledge is architecture is based off cultural appropriation. Like, yeah, there, there is no way to do architecture without cultural appropriation. Because, firstly, what is how do they teach you to go about doing architecture? You do have to research. Yeah. You do have to um, reference. Um, you do have to analyze. So basically, what you're doing is you're looking at what whatever you are looking at is a mixture of different things from different places, and how it becomes your own architecture is adding your own little twist to it. So there is no, as far as what it takes. Basically, architects, if you try telling them, oh, you're culturally appropriating, they might knock you out. Like, that's, that, that's their own, that's their, that's their active take on what the thing it is. is true. 
And to be very right and thinking about it, it is very right in the sense, you know, um, cultural appropriation, you might say in fashion, you say, okay, if in fashion entertainment, you need to, you, not you need to, you should kind of have this person on your team. But you're not going to tell an Egyptian architect, oh, you can't design in Nigeria. They'll look at you like you're crazy, like, yeah. no, it yeah, doesn't right. work that way. And architecture, architecture functions more, it, it works more with the function and yeah, the context yeah. that it directly applies to. So if a design works in Puerto Rico and it might work in Lagos, you're not going to tell them, oh, you can't use that style. The only thing that architecture would then tend to like have against that is if that design will sit in the surrounding context. So yeah. if it looks completely different, if it works, but it looks completely different, then they'll tell you, okay, that's a bad design. So regardless of wherever in the world it's from, according to architecture, if it sits in the context and if it's functional, then you can use it. Like any kind of artist, a dancer, I mean, like contemporary mm -hmm. dancers, yeah. like the Ivory school in America, they don't, nobody criticizes them for being, you, you can tell that the roots, the roots of their dance is multi-ethnic. Nobody, they're allowed to call themselves contemporary and nobody like um, criticizes them. Same thing with art, with architects, but like with artists and with musicians and that I feel like they're scrutinized a lot more just because you can consume their content a lot more. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. So if you yeah. look at someone for, for architecture wise, if you look to someone like Anthony Gaudi, who is typically a kind of like architect renowned in Spain, if you now had an architect that copied or used influences from Anthony Gaudi's style in somewhere like London or Nigeria even, that would be very controversial because that is a specifically Spanish traditional architect. Do you know what I mean? So that is so. still, do you not think? I feel no. because I feel that extreme of a type of building which he created it was more like an it was more like a sculpture it was more like artwork you can take what you will from the sculpture side of it and be like you know what i'm going to focus on nature and have nature as my influences and build a building but it's not going to look like a dragon like his dragon back building it's not going to look like a flower and leaves like his building because otherwise that is literally completely copycat Regime. Now, now that's, the thing, that's the thing with architecture. Basically, you taking note of his work, yeah, is your first point of reference. Of now, course, when it becomes yeah. your architecture for where you're sitting, remember I said context is always needed. So essentially, the reason why you can do that and it's not cultural appropriation to his work is essentially you're going to have to, whatever you're sculpting has to relate to the site that you're on. You're not mm -hmm. going to... Pardon? Yeah. So you have to resituate it. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact the fact that you take you the sculpture, like the style, and then it addresses exactly where you are. So it's like literally saying, um, if I take a Chinese temple, yeah, yeah. If I take the bamboo styles and the wooden style and take that reference, right, and remodel it in Nigeria, you can tell that it's a direct reference. But then you're not gonna put, you're not gonna make the direct. Beijing model does that make sense it, it, no, of the, course, but then but then for example Anthony Gaudi's work in Spain is so kind of known because of how much it stands out compared to the rest of Spanish architecture it is its own form of architecture which I now see as 
a form of architecture that stands alone. It's separate from other architecture because the whole point of his architecture was the fact that it was so outstanding from the normal society's way of living. So technically, if you wanted to build more culture into your community and your society, you would have to do something that is completely different to what you're normally, what you're used to seeing normally around you. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. I, I just had a quick look at um, the architecture you're talking about and like the first mm -hmm. images that did come up. Right. And right. Yeah. So the, the thing you would get now is, yes, it does stand out and it would stand out in Spain where it is, but then it, it could and would jump to different places in the world as well. Now, what the example I mean by this is um, looking by, what's, what's this place called? So Lagos Marina, yes. Mm -hmm. You know the churches that are there, they're absolutely not what you would classify as what you should see anywhere else in Lagos here. But you would mm -hmm. take that, it kind of has this reference. Exactly, yeah, okay. it does. Yeah. Okay. And even okay. this aside, um, I'm not sure what the building is called, but I think it's along the London Bridge. But then that building too kind of has build, um, references from this. Right. So they would never go and take this and directly build this Indirect. in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They would always modify it. And that's how architecture works. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you take an Aztec print or like, um, you know, I don't want to say where the wrong place is but you get what i'm saying that no, type of print yeah, yeah, yeah. and you take it and put it on clothing that is cultural appropriation in fashion already because it's flat out not allowed well I mean, yeah you do do it but Man, they would classify so... it. It, it it's very fine lines there's such fine it's such a gray area in the yeah. word appropriation i think like it's literally one of those things where realistically everyone can have their own individual opinion on what cultural appropriation is what cultural appreciation is but at the end of the day who actually has the right to define which is which who has the right to say what goes too far and what isn't going too far do you know what i mean because i could say you building a building out of bamboo when you're not in um china or asia full stop is cultural appropriation let's say that's like one extreme whereas another person could say i could copy com like a complete section of anthony gaudi's architecture and place it and plant it in lagos but because i've changed the rest of the building it's not cultural appropriation so like who's who's allowed to make those terms and define what's wrong and what's right that's what's tricky well i mean like we said i think trying to put cultural appropriation along the lines of architecture would be hard. Like, yeah. just, just don't do it. Because the bamboo reference we just made, there are huts in, I mean, by beaches that do use bamboo. So it's, and the right. bamboo grows in so many places. So it's like, just because one area used it more doesn't mean we can directly put that. But one thing I do kind of think makes it, you know, kind of like stand out between like um, fashion and, you know, building designers so is the idea that in fashion it's more symbolic most times i don't know if you're understanding exactly where yeah. i'm coming from and yeah. in buildings it's more functional so yeah. for me how i kind of like process it now and where i'm at with understanding cultural appropriation because like to be fair i've heard the term time and time again but i've never looked at it I'm, I'm just i'm just that type of person like until i have to i might just look at it like okay but really what yeah. come like this short time what i've come to understand is 
if it's relatively very functional and you know the world should kind of work on a functional basis it doesn't really matter where it's coming from if it's functional do it and that's that's why i feel like architecture kind of slides but then for fashion it's kind of like symbolic you know it's there's so many touchy subjects with fashion because you know there have been times where people of power have pressured or tried you know forcing their way through things of you know symbols um things of um being worn like people would tell you about hair that's another thing um them forcing black women not to do their hair in a certain way that's the thing of power at a time you know it's very symbolic so i guess that's what makes it touchy for areas such as like you know fashion and not probably functional areas okay to a certain extent though, but i feel like fashion is mainly functional i feel like more than anything else obviously you get inspiration from symbolical people fashion interests whatever but at the end of the day if you take something like the kimono in fashion which is stereotypically asian like uh-huh. i don't know exactly where it originated from but i know the geisha community uses it a lot so kind of that culture um but the initial design of the kimono was the large sleeves was to allow air to come in so children it was actually initially designed for children so they could stay cool so when for example kim kardashian decided that she wanted to make her brand and call it kimono k-i-m-o-n-o um she got a lot of backlash from um using the name of kimono but yet she's focusing on the function of her clothing which is inspired by the function of a kimono do you know what i mean so like that is i would say that's a cultural appropriation like i didn't agree with kim having that idea in the first place but at the same time there is function that's it stemmed from i think the issue with what kim did is how she kind of claimed ownership with architects it's like oh i'm building a traditional classical um house or whatever while kim literally was like i am now kimono it's like the ownership of something that you don't like that isn't yours that's the issue with fashion and i don't think fashion i think fashion is definitely functional like the kimono and the abada are very are very similar in that large sleeves and all that jazz right but a lot of the times like when you see someone on the runway with dreads like okay a white woman with dreads on the runway it's cultural appropriation but it's just aesthetic like really and truly that the dreads does not bring anything to the garment and it doesn't take anything away from it it's just aesthetically pleasing because you could have black people that is traditionally too representing that yeah i feel like if kim had found another way to spin that word kimono where you say it as kimono but it's not literally spelled kimono it could have gone fine but you can't like just like it has to go through some kind of creative like processing before you bring it out you can't just because then you can just she could have rationalized what she said like she could have come up with that thing and just come up with an excuse because she knows that people are going to drag her not because she actually was thinking actively about this thing that she's doing right right as that with fashion as opposed to like architecture i think fashion is more of like it's a fine artist approach to design so when you say if you, the reason why you can't really call an artist an architect a cultural appropriator is because they don't just do things out of like tr- it's not trivial like everything is completely thought through everything is kind of like analyzed 
while like a lot of fashion trends is just is like they're just creating a trend for their own for the time being it just it, it's because it's so fast and it just fades out that it, it loses its meaning anyway so that's i feel like that's another issue that plays in with the fashion industry so are we allowed to call it cultural appreciation if it's giving back because i'm is, is that like the line we draw that if you're contributing to this culture positively, then it's appreciation? I agree. I feel I like know. it's a start that get by giving back and not profiting solely off someone else's culture, if you're not part of that culture, is definitely appreciation of some sort. I'm also reading now that um, this term cultural competence is the ability to understand, communicate with, and effectively interact with people across cultures Cultural, cultural competence encompasses being aware of one's own worldview, developing positive attitudes towards cultural differences, gaining knowledge of different cultural practices and worldviews, which I think is quite important, like developing positive attitudes towards, towards cultural differences. I think uh, that's the main thing, kind of the idea of awareness before anything else. Yeah. What do you guys think um, more artists, fashion designers, entertainers, etc., should do to kind of end this whole issue with cultural appropriation? Because it's really easy to kind of solve. End it. That'd be What's hard. You? Educate yourself. Mm. That's the only thing. Like, you can't give out what you don't have up there. You know what I mean? Like, the more you're educated, the more you understand the culture, the more you can understand the people, their point of view. Like, and I think it's interesting because I went to this talk, um, it was at the Royal Festival Hall, I can't remember the guy, but it was about trauma basically, and it was this white man who had gone to basically record people, I can't remember why exactly he went there, but he was recording rural African communities. Now, I don't know, like, is that right? Is that wrong? Wait, say that again, a white, a white man like a white man going to like an African place, right? To record the culture, to understand it, to understand how like colonialism, how trauma, how like how people live basically to understand the influence of art, the influence of community and dealing with like social traumas and stuff like that. Now he's done this very interesting thing, which me as a black person, I took no offense to the way right. You get what I mean? Because I think he did an interesting job in even educating me as an African on things that I don't know So about. basically he made a documentary series. Yeah. He, and he has a whole like, exhibition. He's done everything. It's, it's a big deal. They've done this. But nobody's criticizing him. But if you look right. at it, like I don't remember there being that many Black people. But I do remember thinking, you know, this is interesting because why are you just going to go and document people that have no idea? They don't even look like they use technology, like realistically. Like it's somehow to just go and be watching them. Like, right. It's a bit well, I feel that he must have had some sort, some form of permission when filming. I feel like to actually go to a culture and film without mm -hmm. asking permission, that, that is kind of like I have an issue with. But as long as you have permission from the people around you to do certain things and maybe interact in certain conversations, and it is generally because you have a like positive motive and you want to educate the world on a culture that you don't understand yourself. I feel like that's fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I would I would see that as him appreciating the culture, him trying yeah. to shine a light, you know, but it's just it's a POV. Do you get what I mean? It's just because I know that yeah. he's done it. 
you know, good, I mean, with good intentions and a good right. outcome. But I definitely think educating yourself at the end of the day, like, because you can't stop people from expressing themselves. You can't impact any way anyone else, like, functions. Do you get what I mean? So it's just right. us, the best we can do, I think. And taking seat at the table where we can like have an impact on these things like yeah i like that though but then it's like i don't know because we could we could we're saying that we think it was with positive intentions that he went and went to film whereas kind of taking back to the point i was making earlier another two people could be saying um i think i think it was negative intentions i don't agree with it at, at all so it's kind of just there's always going to be controversy. So to answer your question, Joan, from my from my opinion, I don't think cultural appropriation will ever end because you you will always have two sides of the story firstly, and then you'll always have a complete range and variety of opinions based mm-hmm. on what you're seeing. What Siobhan said, um, what the guy did, for me, it kind of seemed probably on an educative basis. So it probably is like guidelines of morality to some sense. So it's, first of all, is it educative? Um, secondly, does it benefit, first of all, more people to learn about a certain place? I mean, if it does that for me, I don't feel like it's a big problem. What I might do, I'm not seeing anyone do this. It is just what I would do is, if I'm going somewhere new, I'm probably going to have at least someone from that place as a main body tied to everything I do because I'm not taking credit. Because most times for me, if I'm even trying to educate someone about a certain place or, you know, that type of thing, I'd try as much as possible to remove myself from the equation. My name might be there. My image might be there. But then I'm going to put someone else at the forefront like, yo, I'm trying to actually like find out more about this place and let the world know. But the thing is, I know it's your place. I know it's where you're from. If you're knowledgeable, I'm really looking to like look for, I'm really looking to work with you on this so you can like, you know, we can push this together about your people. So it's like, that's how I would go about it. I'm not saying that that's how everyone should go about it. But from what she said, if it's on an educative basis, if it does no harm, if it portrays a place well, if it promotes positivity, and fire on, man. 